everybody, and welcome to this bonus episode of our podcast. Uh, this week, I'm talking to Jake Lumetta from Butter CMS. Uh, Jake, do you want to just uh, give us a rundown on who you are and what Butter CMS is, and then we'll dive in and talk about what headless CMSs are and why people should care about them? Sure. Yeah, thanks. And thanks for having me on. This is awesome. Yeah, so I'm Jake Lumetta, the founder and CEO of Butter CMS. Butter is a headless CMS or an API-based uh, CMS. So kind of part of the, the growing trend of headless CMSs out there. But basically, headless CMS is just uh, really meant to be a, a developer-friendly content management system, uh, an alternative for developers to use instead of having to use WordPress with like modern tech stacks. Makes sense. It, it's funny because when I first heard about uh, headless CMSs, I was like, this is cool. And I can like build my own front end on it. And I was all excited. And then I started doing that for five minutes and I was like, eh, WordPress is easy. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, yeah. and so, you know, I kind of went back to that, but I was uh, chatting back and forth with you at one point and you mentioned that sometimes people use it for just the back end of a particular part of their website that is the content part. And all of a sudden, yeah. you know, the light went on in my head and I'm going, oh, that makes a lot of sense, right? I don't want to build the blog back end, but I want to integrate it into my site. And so, yeah, so that that kind of a direction made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So it's important to, I mean, the kind of the assumption here is that, you, you know, you're, you're familiar with a CMS or a content management system mm -hmm. and like what that what that even is. Some folks may not even be familiar with that. So basically like a CMS or content management system is a way for you the developer to not have to make like content updates to your site, right? So you, it's basically a way for you to hand control over to your client or your marketing team to be able to do their job. So if they want to create blog posts or, mm -hmm. you know, create SEO landing pages, or if you have an e-commerce site, they want to be able to run like promotions and stuff like that and create pages and, and modify, modify the site. And so the, the, the CMS is really meant to be a way for you to give your marketing team like a, a nice dashboard you know, a non-technical dashboard, like an interface for them to do their job and have it update the website. And, and then you don't have to be involved uh, at all kind of doing that. So that, yeah, that's really the focus of, of a CMS. So as you mentioned, though, WordPress is uh, by far, you know, far and away the most popular CMS uh, out mm -hmm. there. So I think it's helpful because my background in founding Butter was that I actually, uh, I was like many developers and there was a request that came through of like, hey, uh, the marketing team wants to build a blog. Uh, on our site. And at the time I was doing engineering, uh, we had built out like a Django site. So we had like a custom built Django mm -hmm. uh, website. Yep. And so we needed to add a blog to it. And the path that I went down was like, let's just try and add a WordPress blog to like the site. <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've done this. I, I have done this. Yeah. <laughs> And so I was naive or new or whatever you want to call it at the time. This is the first, you know, everyone uses WordPress, so why not use WordPress? And so we went down that path and, and it, it was painful as, as, you, as yeah. I'm sure you can relate to based, you know, by your, <laughs> by your laugh there. But uh, yeah, it, it was a painful experience. So, so that, was, that was kind of the genesis of Butter and, and where it was born from. It's like WordPress is a great CMS for many use cases and, and it has a huge ecosystem. And just going back to your original point of like WordPress is kind of easier for certain use cases, it for sure is, you know, like uh, if you just really want to get a quick site kind of up and running, then WordPress has a bunch of themes out there and you can just right. click some buttons and kind of get it going. If you have, so the place where headless CMS comes in really, and for me personally was again, like if you are building a 
website using a modern technology or, or framework, uh, you mm-hmm. know, React, Angular, Rails, Django, right. the list kind of goes on and on. If you're using any of those technologies, basically anything other than WordPress, then that's when I have the CMS like Butter really comes into play because it's all API based. So you can right. plug it into any modern any modern framework. And that's that's really really kind of the, the biggest differentiator, I'd say. One one of many. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, usually the business use case looks something like, yeah, we want to blog, like you said. But yeah, the problem is is that they want all of the branding and everything to look the same. And so you mm. can't I mean, WordPress is great if you can just out of the box a theme, right? Mm-hmm. And so and that's yeah. what you said, right? With, you know, if you just want a quick and dirty site, yeah, WordPress is great. But the problem is, is, yeah, if you want that consistency and branding across everything, then what you wind up doing is you find a theme that's sort of close, then you create yep. a child <laughs> theme. I have gone down this road. Yeah, and then, exactly. <laughs> and then you're managing it. But what you wind up doing is you wind up coding against the WordPress codex mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, I just got to the point where I was like, I should have just done this in Rails, right? <laughs> you know, and then just yeah. found a back end that I could stick it on like this, right? Because yeah. then I don't have to maintain the tie-ins to the, the the back end the way that you do with WordPress. I don't have to learn PHP. I don't have to learn the WordPress codex. I just go and I make an API call and some of the headless CMSs use REST and some of the headless CMSs use something like, my mind just went blank. Graph, uh, GraphQL. GraphQL, yeah. yeah. And so depending on which direction you're heading, yeah, it just makes a lot of sense to go, okay, well, I can just use a standard calling mechanism that I understand, which is just a web API request. Mm-hmm. I can get the data and then, yeah, and then I have this front end that just knows how to display it. And then if I have to go tweak it, because, well, we need this for SEO or we need this feature so that we can refer to this other part of the website or whatever. Yeah. Okay, no big deal. I know how to do that because I'm in Rails or Django or whatever I'm used to. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's funny. That you, you took the words out of my mouth as far as, you know, we, we've gone through the same same experience. And actually, it's funny. So when I launched Butter five years ago or so, the Butter was originally... So first of all, the term have a CMS, I, I wasn't even aware of it. And it, I, uh-huh. so I kind of discovered it along the way that there were other systems like Butter CMS where it's kind of API first approach. And it was this whole sort of industry kind of growing. And so, so Butter's a have a CMS now, but it wasn't when I right. started. And actually, the very first kind of iteration of Butter was what you just spoke to, where we were focused specifically on the blogging use case just for Rails and Django. So mm-hmm. that's what we kind of launched with out of the gate. We, we focused on Django because that was my experience. Uh, and then Rails was also pretty popular uh, as, and still is for building websites then. So the very first version was liter- literally like a blogging interface, similar to WordPress for the marketers to use, where you can go in and right. do all the blogging stuff. And then this associated set of APIs to fetch the blog posts from from our mm-hmm. API, and then we built like a a little Rails generator too, to to scaffold out right all of the the routes and the controllers and the views, which isn't that complex. Like blog no. blogs aren't complex things, right? And so, going to what you're talking about, and that was my experience as well. Like, if you spin up WordPress, it's a completely separate system from again, assuming that you have a current site like uh, on right. using Rails or Django or whatever. WordPress is this whole other behemoth. And uh, I personally didn't know WordPress. I wasn't experienced with it. I didn't really know PHP. I didn't really want to learn the whole the WordPress ecosystem. Like right. I, I had a job of maintaining and building this other site. I didn't have time to like really learn the whole WordPress side of things. And then yeah, like on the theming front, 
you have this existing site, it's beautiful, it's branded, all of the CSS and HTML live in your, your application, if it's React, right. Rails, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, with the path we went down with WordPress is like, we found a theme that was like close-ish, but then it was just really kind of hack city from there to like yep. get the exact colors to match and the fonts to match and that kind of thing. And you want like the header navigation bar and the uh-huh. footer to match. But what happens is even after we spent a long time kind of going down that route, you know, inevitably the the main marketing, you know, the main site built in Rails yes. again, let's go with this, changes. Yep. So like the header will change and the footer will change. And then it's just a matter of time before the two deviate. So you spent all this yep. time and effort getting them to look the same, but it's just natural evolution that they will kind of grow apart. Yep. And so I've seen some interesting hacks of people like refactoring out the header of CSS and HTML just for like the, of the site and like putting it into its own repo and trying to like copy that across uh-huh. like the Rails yep. site and then the WordPress theme automatically. And yeah, so yep. it, 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 can be, it can be painful. Yeah. Yeah, well, it also complicates your backend setup, right? Because now you've got... Because most people don't want blog.myco and then myco.com, right? They don't want both of those. They just mm-hmm. want it so that it's mycompany.com slash blog. So then you've got to go set up Nginx so that it actually backends around to, you know, uh, WordPress for these directories and doesn't for these other directories. Yeah. And then you've got the pathing issues because WordPress actually wants to self-reference. And so it wants to go to blog slash CSS. It, it just, it turns into this giant headache. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And actually from an SEO standpoint, this was something I learned along the way as well, is that actually setting up your, setting up your blog in a subdomain is worse for SEO than setting it up in a subdirectory. That so blog dot, yeah, blog.yoursite.com is, is worse for SEO than yoursite.com slash blog. There's a lot of kind of third-party posts that, that kind of back this up. If you feel free to take, take a look, but um, yeah, so it was actually worse for SEO. So the, the experience that you described of our, our, our marketing team wanted uh, it to live on slash blog, like a mm-hmm. subdirectory for the reason I just said. And we went down the process that you explained of like all this uh, kind of Nginx <laughs> routing hackery. Like, okay, sometimes WordPress, you control the routing. And now sometimes, you know, yeah. uh, in our case, Django, you control the routing. And it was, you know, inevitably there were, there were issues there. So, yep. yeah. Makes sense. So let's say that somebody's listened to this and they're going, all right, so this all makes sense. I want to set up a headless CMS. What do they do to get kind of get this rolling, right? How do, how do they roll this into a Rails app or a Django app or a Node app, you know, with Express or React or Angular or something like that? Yeah, yeah, good question. I would say generally it, it, there's two types of headless CMSs, just like there are with most systems. There's mm-hmm. kind of uh, sort of SaaS-based ones, and uh, which, which Butter CMS is. Uh, right. Then there's open source ones. So you know, if there's open, if you go the open source route, then that involve and that involves all the typical kind of, you know, you got to figure out the hosting and set all that yeah. stuff up. Mm-hmm. So you can just sort of do all of that yourself. In the case of Butter CMS, we host and maintain everything for you. So that means that we host and, and maintain like the content editing dashboard. So your your whole team just logs into buttercms.com and you get like this pre-built and hosted content editing dashboard. And we also host and maintain the content API. So the JSON API, they actually fetch right. the content from. So we handle all the scaling and stuff like that for you. So 
if you, I'll cover, I'll kind of go down the SaaS route. So to get started from scratch, basically you just create an account, you know, right. order, and then you instantly get access to our API. We'll give you, a, you know, an API token, that kind of thing. And then as far as integrating Butter into your app, let's just go with the, the blog example. So you have a Butter account. So that means you have an API token. And let's say you want to add a blog to, to your app. So the first thing you do at a very, just kind of very high level, this generally applies to all applications. First, you're going to set up your blog routes. So you're going to uh-huh. add some routes to your application, you know, that define, you know, what should load for slash blog. And then which would be like your blog homepage and then maybe uh, what law and route for the actual blog post itself. So, you know, slash blog slash blog post slug. Right. Um, for, for that. Right. So you know, your blog homepage is the blog posted page itself. So you define the routes uh, and then you define the corresponding components or controllers to render those routes. And the logic for for those is the same kind of across the board. So like if you're loading your blog let's just go with the blog post page, actually kind of like the detail view of a blog post. For that controller or component, you'd make an API call to Butter to fetch the actual like blog post content. So we have like a JavaScript SDK, for example, uh-huh. where you just pass in, you know, it's like butter.posts.get is the API, and then you pass in like the blog post slug. So right. like this dash is my blog post, whatever. Um, right. and, then the, and then the API will return the blog post content in the JSON format. And, and the scheme before it is really straightforward, as you'd expect. It has, you know, author information. It's got the blog post title. It's got the published date. It's got the body of the blog post. It's got kind of all the SEO meta information that comes back in that in that response. So you've got the route, you've got the controller, you fetch the data from the from the API. Uh, then the last step is really just rendering rendering the, the template. So you have, you know, a, a template for your for your mm-hmm. blog post. And kind of going back to an earlier point, this is where the where the beauty comes in. So like with a Headless CMS, as you can tell, it just plugs into your existing stack. Right. There's no new, there's no new repo you need to set up. There, it, it, you just take whatever app you have and you extend it in a very natural way. So you can use your same development process, your same technology stack, mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And so when when you're adding a blog, creating the templates for your blog is the same process as creating templates for any other page in right. your entire application, your homepage, etc. What that means is that you can borrow and reuse all of that groundwork that you've already done. So like it's very it's very common or likely mm-hmm. that your site or app is using a global template or theme in some right. way where the header and the footer are kind of these global pieces. And then the body of the page is just, you know, unique per page. Right. So. Right. You, you kind of inject the content into the body of it. So anyway, so so setting up the blog post template is a lot easier with the headless route because you typically start off with saying, hey, let's first extend or inherit from our global template. So you've immediately got like the header and the footer Uh and all the kind of basic CSS, the fonts, the colors, everything set up for you. And then you just set up the, you know, your your blog post layout. Like you just play the header at the top, like the title at the top and the H1 and then the blog post Mm -hmm. body. It's all pretty kind of straightforward stuff. So yeah, so you set up the routes, you set up the controllers and components, you fetch the data, and then you render that to your your templates in, in your app. And that's, and that's pretty yep. much it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you essentially just treat it like any other backend system. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, you can really think of it as an alternative to calling it. Like, you can sort of think of Butter as a database in some sense. Uh-huh. Like, instead of fetching the blog post content out right. of a MySQL database or whatever, you're just fetching it from our API. And it, and it returns the data in a JSON format. Yep. So it's very analogous to that. Yeah. That makes sense. One thing that I wonder a little bit about, and this is a potential issue, I guess, for some companies is that, well, I don't know, because in some cases, it's, it'd be nice. And in some cases, it isn't right. It's just the the management end of things for the headless CMS, right? Because for everything else on the website, I probably have already set up some kind of 
user structure, admin structure, things like that with permissions on the website so that people can do specific things. And now the marketing team has to go and log into this other system and maintain users over there as well. You know, how much work is it going to add to my workload on that end? Or is this something that the marketing folks can just kind of manage on their own and not really have it be an issue for me? Yeah, that's a good question. So there's kind of a couple of components there. So so one is like uh, just sort of having a whole nother set of, of user accounts. Uh, yeah, that, that's true. So, you know, in the case of Butter CMS, we try and alleviate that uh, by offering, you know, single sign-on options like mm-hmm. using your GitHub account or using your Google Google oh, right. accounts for, for OAuth and that kind of thing for or for single sign-on. So in that case, you can just reuse your existing accounts that you have. Um, and then enterprise customers, of course, is like the sort of single, like the enterprise single sign-on where you have like Azure AD and these other right. like SAML-based kind of single sign-on things. So so that's one way to alleviate having, if that is a concern for you, um, which for, for larger companies, it, it can be to have like a whole other set of user accounts. In terms of, in terms of sort of just like the general kind of flow of, of users, um, I mean, very often it's, you know, Butter, well, like a developer will kind of find Butter and start playing around with it uh, on behalf of their team. And then they'll invite like the marketing team to kind of play around with it. But there's, as far as like the project phase goes, there's basically, it, it typically starts off in the hands of sort of the product development team where you, you actually are like configuring Butter to do what you want to do. One thing we haven't talked about is we've kind of focused on the blog use case, but there's a lot more that you can you can use Butter in uh, or have the CMSs in like a fully fledged CMS way. So that means you can actually go in and this is where the real power comes into play. You can define like totally custom content models inside oh, right. of Butter to represent any kind of content that you want. So you can use it to manage like your homepage. You can use it to build out you know SEO landing pages, uh-huh. customer case studies, knowledge bases, webinars. I, it, it really is kind of infinite. It, it's sort of like it's as flexible as modeling a database schema. You can really bend it to do whatever you want and, and model mm-hmm. out the content you want. So I, I, I mentioned that because most of our customers do go down that path. They have, you know, they want to build out like webinar right. pages for their marketing site or something like that. So the first step would be you go in and just kind of configure that stuff. And you can all do that through the, through the UI of Butter. Uh, and then once you have Butter sort of configured and set up, then um, and it's integrated into your site that we kind of talked about before, then you hand it over to the marketing team and and they're running with it, right? Like right. it's in their hands and they can do their job. Uh, and so that that kind of transitions over to to, to those users or, or the client, you know, if you're a freelancer, you can hand it over to your client and your client can then manage their own site kind of thing. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. So just getting right down to it, what makes Butter CMS different, I guess, from the other ones out there? With Butter, we're we're fortunate enough, I guess, to put my super sales hat on. Like we, we're currently the number one way to have the CMS on uh, uh-huh. a G. G2.com is G2. a popular business review site. Yeah. And so we're, we're fortunate and, and proud of the fact that we're currently the number one rated have the CMS on there. I think that's because we we want to ensure you're really successful. And so we spend a lot of time focused on just customer success. Right. So what that means is like we have live chat available to you throughout the entire process. So even before you're signed up for Butter, you can chat with us. Once you are signed up for Butter, if you're a developer, you can ask as, as technical questions as you need, like coding questions. Hey, you know, I'm running into this error. How do I do that? And then once you hand it over to your marketing team, like we're there for them to answer any questions like, hey, how do I add alt tags to this image or, you know, how do I do this uh-huh. kind of stuff? So, you know, we, we really do try and take care of you like through the, the, the entire process and being a SaaS approach, that's something we can afford to do. Like we offer customer service throughout the entire process right. as opposed to like an open source CMS where you may or may not kind of be on your own or 
left to kind of community mm-hmm. level support. So the the support is is one thing, and then the other aspect is my background is software development, as you know. So like I really have spent a lot of time from a product standpoint focusing on the developer experience. Like the marketer side is of course critically important. So we try and make the dashboard really easy to use. But coming from my own experience of trying to like the WordPress mashup with Django right. type of thing, like the focus from from day one has been what's the fastest and easiest way to add CMS capability to any tech stack. And so that that kind of focus has really been at the forefront of designing our APIs, for example. So like when you right. try and fetch blog post content, uh, we hopefully are, you know, we get feedback from customers that our endpoints are really simple to understand. The data comes back in a format that's really easy to parse and digest and work with. And so that, that's a big focus for us as well. And we have SDKs kind of across the board for Java, Rails, mm-hmm. Ruby, Python, JavaScript. Yeah, we have a lot of support out there. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, I'm going to give out a link because I, I set up a link with you guys so that uh, you know that folks are coming from us and that's devchat.tv slash butter. What, what should people expect when they go through that link? Yeah, so um, I would encourage you to definitely dive into our docs as you probably would anyway. So check, check out our docs. There's a link in the, in the menu or you just go to buttercms.com slash docs. You'll see like 20 plus icons. Mm-hmm. Just pick your tech stack and uh, and have a read through. We have a free developer account if you just want to like kick the tires or build out your portfolio site or whatever. So you can sign up very easily for a free trial and have access forever for free if you're using us for, for kind of personal usage. So it's one of those things where I really encourage you just to like kind of just try for yourself. You know, don't, don't take my word for it. Just like give it a try and kind of play around with it. And, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. But uh, yeah, I, I'll just wrap it up by letting folks know. I mean, I tried it out, right? I went in, I set up a developer account. I kind of fooled around with it a bit just to see what was there. And it was, it was really easy to set up. It was really easy to figure out. I've tried doing like the static site generator stuff. And what wound up happening there was just, you know, headaches trying to figure out how to get third-party stuff into them because they work in very specific ways. I've gone the WordPress route. And, you know, for a main website, it seems to work fine. But if I needed to integrate it into anything, yeah, it was just the headache we talked about. And so at the end of the day, yeah, having something like this where I could just integrate the content into the website as I wanted to, it just made a ton of sense. It was it was super easy. And so uh, if you're looking for a solution like this, you need to add content to a system you're working on, then definitely go check them out. And all that information will be at devchat.tv slash butter. So go get it. And uh, yeah, I I think that's pretty much all I've got. So Jake, thanks for coming and just talking through this because I I think it's a market that, yeah, people have seen, people kind of get the concept, but just walking through the use cases and how it's used, I think makes a bunch of sense in helping people know how this fits into their tool belt. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Really honored. Thanks for thanks so much for for having me on. It was it was really a pleasure. And yeah, again as a developer, like if you find yourself making updates to like static content on a site or or a mobile app, then that's a strong indicator that you probably could use a, a content management system. Yep. And so you don't have to, <laughs> you know, kind of have that battle with your marketing team of please, can you update our header in this page? Or like, can you do this thing for us or whatever? You want to be focused on like the interesting engineering challenges. So. Oh, heck yeah. Well, thanks again. And yeah, thank you so much. Until next time, folks, Max out. Cheers.